Welcome to the latest podcast for our new episode of KSAT Explains. I am Myra Arthur, host of the show. I'm joined by KSAT Explains producer Lexi Salazar and our digital journalist RJ Marquez. And this week we are talking about the history and the legacy of the Bonham Exchange. I have to say that this episode was a joy for me personally to work on because we uh, we started out with this idea. Of course, it's it's Pride Month. The Bonham Exchange has for decades been a safe space for the LGBTQ plus community. Now, of course, welcoming anyone and everyone. But there are so many stories behind the creation of this nightclub and the nightclubs that preceded it. And the man who had this vision to create that kind of gathering spot for uh, this specific community, but he also had such a vision for San Antonio and such a love for the city and the ways that he developed it as, you know, a business person, a developer, an entrepreneur, and just going down this road of finding out these really unique stories uh, was fascinating to me. And uh, just the relationship that he had with this community and the city as a whole and then the people who are still alive and well today who know him and, and love him and want his legacy to continue. So um, part of one of his collaborations that we touch on in the episode is the creation of the Happy Foundation. Uh, the guy I'm talking about is Arthur Hap Veldman, known as Hap. Uh, he was the, the businessman, the brains behind so many of these big ideas for development in our city and for the Bonham Exchange. And uh, his great friend was a man named Gene Elder who helped him with all of those things, but really uh, used one of his loves, which was a love for collecting and storing and holding on to bits and pieces of the past to create the Happy Foundation. So this is a room it is a foundation, but a room inside the bottom that is chock-a-block full of information that Gene Elder collected over the years to archive history uh, within the LGBTQ plus community and a whole lot more. And Lexi, you and I went into this room at the bottom, which a lot of people don't know exists as we learned throughout this. Um, and I don't think we really knew what to expect, but tell me what your impressions were of our um, adventure in that room. It was just incredible. And I, I share your sentiment that this was a joy of an episode to work on just because I learned so much, you know, like you, I, I was raised here in San Antonio, but there's so much of our history that like I learn every single one of these episodes, this one in particular. And so when we found out we were going to be able to go to the Happy Foundation, I really didn't know what to expect just because I hadn't seen a lot of images of that room. I hadn't seen a lot of what was in there, um, but you know, they welcomed us in and it was just overwhelming, honestly, just, I mean, floor to ceiling packed with stuff, packed with, I know that, you know, we mentioned that there were art supplies in there, but there are also periodicals, uh, LGBTQ plus periodicals from across the country. And I know like, during our tour, we spent, I guess, about an hour there. We definitely, uh, we didn't, we just scratched the surface of what's all in there because it's, 
it's packed. But I think um, one of my <laughs> one of my favorite things that I saw was uh, this like little wooden coin from San Antonio Country, which is the bar that Arthur Hap Beltman opened before the Bonham Exchange. And it was on the St. Mary's Strip. Um, it closed in 1981, I believe. Um, and it was just this like little wooden coin that said San Antonio Country. And it had the address and it was a token where people could get a free beer. And, you know, just to kind of put this in perspective, we had trouble finding pictures of the San Antonio country. We had trouble finding a lot of people who, who had worked there. They're just, you know, a handful who, who were able to get in contact with. And so to have something from that bar, like and to be able to see it and hold it like physically there was just incredible to me because, you know, that it, it played such a role in and making sure that there was a safe haven for members of the gay and lesbian community who didn't always feel like they had another place to go so I I think it was it was overwhelming in the best way to go through the happy foundation and also it just it felt like an incredible privilege for them to let us into this space and let us look at and touch and take pictures of all of these documents that help chronicle our city's LGBTQ plus history and it was incredible that you found that coin <laughs> I mean to to give people you know if you haven't seen the episode yet that's where you really get the best idea of what this room looks like and while there is so much wonderful information stored in this room there is so much stuff uh, that's just along with it. You know, Gene Elder's old art supplies, like you mentioned, Lexi, there are movies, there are picture frames, there are, I mean, just things that he collected over the years. And um, Melissa Golke, who is, uh, she's part of this episode, the assistant archivist for UTSA's special collections, a historian uh, for local LGBTQ plus history, she called Gene Elder the clip and file queen. That's kind of how he was known. People knew that he loved to just collect and he certainly did in this room. So um, she talks about all the great info that is in there, but how it really needs to be um, processed, so to speak, because you know Gene passed away in 2019 then, of course, we were hit with this pandemic. The bottom has been shut down. So those things sort of added up to this, um, you know, this halt of any progress, any, any uh, clearing out or categorizing of the Happy Foundation. But uh, Melissa has been in the Happy Foundation room at the bottom, and she talked about the last time she was there and also what she hopes will happen going forward. Take a listen. When Gene died two years ago, the day of his memorial bash, uh, Joan Duckworth and I uh, went into the Happy Foundation for the last time, and then the doors were locked. And they've remained locked since that time, which is kind of scary uh, for me as an archivist that that space has been locked up for two years. I know his intention was had he not passed away to continue the Happy Foundation as a community archives open to the community. And fortunately, I am on a board for the Happy Foundation to determine its future. And I'm hoping this summer we can finally meet and get started on that. What are we gonna do? So we will see what develops 
you know, we talked to Joan Duckworth, who you'll meet in this episode, Hap Beltman's one of his great friends. They had a lifelong friendship. And, you know, she admits that um, she personally is too attached to that room and everything in it to really know what comes next. So <clears throat> hopefully people like Melissa may be able to, to help her along the way. But one of the other amazing things we found when we were in there were the military transcripts, the transcripts of military hearings that Hat Beltman was a part of because the San Antonio country, which Lexi mentioned was Hap's previous uh, gay nightclub before the Bonham, military police would come in there, check IDs, they would raid it essentially, and then kick anyone out who was military personnel. And the military tried to get San Antonio country on a list of banned locations where service members were not allowed to go. So Hap Veltman fought that. And RJ, that's something that you really dive into in this episode, explaining the history and you know, some of the controversy, the pushback uh, that all surrounded the San Antonio country. Yeah, Myra, uh, first of all, I still remember after you guys went, because I did not get to go that day to the Happy Foundation, I remember Lexi uh, sending me a text saying like, wow, this place uh, is pretty incredible. <laughs> She's like, you'll have to wait to check out some of this video. And as you mentioned, um, the military hearing transcripts, I think, are so important because they really represent sort of this decades long battle that the LGBTQ plus community has had in the city of San Antonio. Of course, we are a big military city, we all know that. And in talking with Melissa, she kind of described, you know, what, what it was like early on, even going back to World War II, even before that, that obviously during World War II, we had this influx of military personnel come to the San Antonio area. Um, and it was really kind of their first opportunity to really kind of um, be themselves. I've this first time away from home, kind of get away from home and, you know, whatever sort of uh, limits or whatever sort of discriminations they had there, they were able to sort of be themselves, kind of build this community. So being able to see the military transcripts that HAP uh, was a part of, I thought uh, for this episode was absolutely crucial to, to kind of just show sort of that battle. Um, in talking with Melissa, she sort of described, you know, what HAP's mentality was doing this. Obviously he was a businessman, but just imagine the type of clout that Happy Veltman had to actually go and do this and basically kind of stand up against the military to be able to give gay and les lesbian people here in San Antonio a safe space to go to, a, a space where they, you know, they felt comfortable, a, a place that, you know, he was like, you know, we need to have this space for this community. So Melissa talked about Happy's uh, mentality going into the hearings and basically how that all sort of worked out and it came to be. And the fact that is he uh, got the uh, got the nightclub off of the uh, band list. So let's uh, go ahead and hear a little bit more from Melissa. Hap went before a military hearing to fight the off-limits designation. It just wasn't good for business to be declared off-limits. It could be intimidating to your patrons. You didn't want armed forces personnel not be able to patronize your club because they're a good source of income in the city. So he goes through these <clears throat> hearings and ultimately 
ends up winning the case and the club is not declared off limits. So it was a really major victory. It was the first of its kind in the US. So it's important that we had a community leader who was committed to stopping harassment by MPs and, and local police. Of course, that didn't stop it. It continues over the years. RJ, you touched on it, just the clout that Happy Veltman had. And, you know, with a name like Happy, you kind of get an impression of a person, right? Somebody who is, of all the pictures we've seen, very happy and smiley. And um, somebody who, from all the, the testimony of the friends and, and business partners we were able to speak with of his, was a generous and giving person. But this guy also seemed like a boss. I mean, he was somebody who he had plans for this city, not just the Bonham, not just San Antonio country. He had plans for the Riverwalk. He had plans for the Blue Star Arts Complex in Southtown, the St. Mary's Strip. Um, he even, we didn't even touch on this in the episode, but he was instrumental in creating the first free clinic here in the city, which was open to anyone and everyone who didn't have the money to go to a typical doctor's office. I mean, this was volunteer doctors who were staying there till 10 o'clock at night to be able to, you know, tend to these people. And that's something that he wanted to leave his mark on as well. So that's what I loved about this episode was just getting to know not only the history, of course, in this beautiful building that, that is now the home of the Bonham Exchange, but learning about the people that made this happen. And, and there are such enjoyable and charismatic characters in this episode and people who had a love for this city. And it's impressive to me that that is still talked about decades after their death because Hat Veltman died in 1988. So um, we're still talking about him today. And I think that is, uh, you know, that says something. So go check out this episode. Um, it's, uh, we hope you enjoy it as much as, as we have just learning all of these different stories and, and things about the city we call home. It's available right now, ksat.com slash explains or the KSAT TV app. Thanks for checking out this podcast. On behalf of myself, Lexi Salazar and RJ Marquez, we will see you next time. <laughs>